A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, I'm John McEnroe, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Well, Happy New Year and welcome to the Tennis Podcast with me, David Law, and you season is upon us, a fresh start for all the world's tennis players, even the hackers like you and me. And lots to look forward to. The good news is that it's just me this week. No, Catherine. Why? Well, ever since her narrow, lucky 11-9 victory against me in the Champions tiebreak in our first ever tennis match at the Royal Albert Hall, she's been absolutely insufferable. I'm not having it. So I've dumped her from the tennis podcast. That's all right, isn't it? What do you mean childish? All right, she can come back, but not today. Actually, there is a good reason for Catherine not being here this week. It's that she's part of the Be In Sports television coverage of the Qatar Open in Doha this week. So if you're in that part of the world, you'll be able to watch her on the telly. Now, I realise that leaves us a bit short on the podcast today, but the good news is we've got somebody even better to talk to. I didn't just say better, did I, Anki Othavong? Hello, Anki Othavong, how are you? No, you were meant to say much better. Much better, that's what I meant. Sorry, Catherine, if you're listening, which I know you will be, and I'll be in, the, in trouble after after this. But Anki Othavong, former British number one, now part of the commentary team at BT Sport, which, Anki Othavong, is where we're sitting right now at BT Sport Towers, ahead of our uh, your first commentary shift of the new year and we're sitting in the commentary box awaiting matches in Brisbane and uh, we're going to be starting with Madison Keys against Dominika Sibylkova but this is your your new court isn't it this is your new workplace what do you think of it it is. I'm excited to be back. Um, it's been, well, more than a few weeks since uh, we were last commentating together and talking about women's tennis. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how all the players um, have done during their off-season, who's looking fit, who's looking ready to go. And, um, yeah, it's a different type of lifestyle now for me, that's for sure. Well, that's true, isn't it? Because I mean, if you look back, what is it, 18 months since you retired, if you go back two years, we've just had Christmas, we've just had New Year. How does your New Year celebrations or your your Christmas celebrations compared to what they would have been a couple of years ago? <laughs> They're more messy now. Oh. <laughs> no, there's no match to get ready um, for and uh, I'm able to eat what I like, drink what I like, not have to stress about training, um, not have to stress about playing matches. Although I must say I was still in the gym on Christmas Day. No. I was, I was. What's uh, the matter with you? You've retired. Yeah, but you know, I've got a wedding to prepare for and you know, I need to make sure I'm still going to fit into my wedding dress so <laughs> there's still gym work to be done um but it, it it is different um and it is more relaxing and um i i miss the tennis tour a lot still um but i still get to stay involved in a different way 
You do, because not only are you here at BT Sport talking about the tennis alongside Sam Smith and Nigel Sears that are part of our team, Chris Bradnam and David Mercer as well. You're also doing some work with some kids as well, aren't you? Yeah, and I have been um, on court the last couple of days at the National Tennis Centre in Roehampton with um, some of our best 10 and 11-year-olds and also a few of the older girls, our 14, 15 and 16-year-old uh, top British uh, female players. And um, it's I've been standing on the court running around with them for, for eight, nine hours a day, which is um, more tennis than I've been used to for a long time, um, even more, more than uh, when I was playing professionally myself. But it, it's been interesting to see the level um, out there and seeing what all the girls are getting up to, seeing what Bob Brett, who's the new performance director at the LTA, is doing and um, putting them through their paces. Yeah, I've, I've, I spoke uh, quite a lot to, to Leon Smith at, at the uh, at the O2 during the ATP World Tour Finals, and he was he was giving some insight into the the Bob Brett uh, mantra and the way that he likes to run these tennis camps. It's not for the faint-hearted, is it? No, you you've got to be tough and you've got to want it and you've got to work hard. Ultimately, you've got to chase down every single ball, and um, you've got to show a lot of desire out there. You know, which is great. And to be a successful tennis player, those are the actual attributes you need and um, you know you've got to drill them into to the young players from a very young age and hopefully they'll carry on with that type of work ethic. Well here on the tennis podcast of course we like to talk about uh, the tennis world all the things that are going to happen make some crazy predictions if we possibly can and our big question for this week given that it is the, is the first week of the tennis season in 2015 is what's your big prediction for 2015 and my word on twitter at tennis podcast you've been letting us know what you think we'll be getting into that in a little while we'll also be putting some of your questions to Anki Othavong here with us on the show but before we get on to any of that and I just wanted to to mention Elena Baltach as somebody who's obviously hugely missed in the tennis world hugely missed personally by many people including yourself and I just wanted to reference the article that you wrote in in the Telegraph a few days ago paying tribute to her and also referencing her legacy and what's going on down in Ipswich and, and all the work that's going on with the Elena Baltacher Foundation it's, it's really quite something. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and everyone involved in the Elena Baltacher Foundation has been doing a great job to, to keep her memory alive, introducing tennis into lots of local schools in the local area in Ipswich. So many young kids um, uh, in recent months have had the opportunity to take up tennis for the first time and, and see how they go with it. Uh, and, you know, that was always her dream once she retired from playing professional tennis. You know, she really wanted to to get stuck in w- introducing tennis to as many kids as possible and giving them the opportunity to do something that brought so much joy to her. Certainly did, and uh, we will tweet uh, some some links for you that uh, you can check out what is going on uh, with the Elena Baltacher Foundation and, and make any donation you would like to. Huge sums of money raised from the Rally for Bally events in Birmingham and Eastbourne and and uh, Queens Club uh, earlier this year in June, and, and in fact all around the country as well. People were, were were setting up their own fundraising efforts, weren't they? Really getting into the spirit of things the way that she would have done. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she she would have been proud. I know her husband, Nino Severino, has been touched by all the messages uh, and from seeing what everyone has done really to rally together um, to, to, to keep the Elena Baltacher Foundation alive and going. 
the tennis season in 2015 has got underway. You know, you were not on shift last night for, for the first day of the tennis season. Nigel Sears and I were. And we did an 11-hour stint. Now, I won't, I won't dare to call it work because, frankly, all we do is sit here and watch tennis and talk about it, which is pretty fantastic as far as I'm concerned. But there were some matches to, to get our teeth into right away. I mean, we, we first of all started off seeing uh, Isla Tomljanovic uh, getting a really good victory against Yelena Jankovic. And she's changing nationality to Australia as Tomljanovic. The citizenship is just going through uh, currently... And then we saw the home favourite, the one that's been carrying the flag for many years, Sam Stosa, have another horrendous experience. 5-1 up in the third set, and she lost it against... Uh, who did she play, Sam Stosa? She was against Vavara Lepchenko, that's right. Yeah, well, I, I can't say I was up in the middle of the night watching that match, but I did follow up on all of it. And, um, yeah, well, Sam Stosa's never one who who plays particularly well in her home country. Is, you know, she, she hasn't had too many wins um, leading up to the Australian Open or at the Australian Open, so it was no surprise that she lost. But the manner in which she lost from being 5-1 up and match points as well against Lepchenko was... I mean, surely disappointing for any player losing from that lead. Uh, you're going to be pretty gutted. But first match of the season, it's a long season ahead. There's so much going on, isn't there, at this time of the year. The coaching carousel is absolutely fantastic to witness, isn't it? The gossip that goes on. But a, a couple of the, the appointments, just before we get into questions, and I'm sure a, a bit of this will come out in the questions, a couple of the appointments really fascinate me. We're doing the Madison Keys match today. Another super coach on board, Lindsay Davenport, uh, only on a part-time basis, but that seems to be the vogue these days. You know, just get somebody in for the Grand Slams and... Bob's your uncle. Well, it certainly hasn't done any um, of some of those other top players harm, particularly on the men's tour. Roger Federer, obviously, Andy Murray, Djokovic, all of them have um, super coaches. Uh, and I guess the women feel like it, it might be their opportunity to, to go the same route. And for Madison Keys to have someone like Lindsay Davenport on her team, I mean, she's very fortunate uh, and I'm sure she'll learn a lot from Lindsay. We're big fans of Madison Keys, aren't we, Anne? Because, we I mean, that, that run she had to the title at Eastbourne, I think, I mean, before then, I remember you saying that of all those young players, she's the one for you. You practised with her early on in her, in her development and, and thought, my word, she hits the ball hard. And, but, but it stalled a bit, hasn't it, the latter half of the year? It, it did, but she's still young. What is she, 18, 19 years old? I mean, really... That's she's got. She's so she has so much raw potential. I mean, she's got a huge serve, huge forehand, beautiful strike off the ground, and um, I think this year could be a very big year for her. You know, she she's maturing. She she's had her year on tour. She knows what what it's all about. Obviously, there's the expectation, but she's shown us she can win, and she she those big matches don't face her. So Lindsay Davenport, a similar kind of player, wasn't she? A, a, a taller player, but huge firepower question of what to do with it she's she's going to help you would have thought yeah you'd absolutely think so and I think uh, Lindsay Davenport's husband I believe is also on board hitting with Madison Keys he was a very good college player and I think she's got uh, another hitting partner in Brisbane Lester Cook who played a little bit on the ATP tour um, so you know she she's got a lot of good people around her and like I said she's still quite raw but 
with Lindsay Davenport's input, surely you're bound to improve. I mean, she, she's won all the big titles, been number one in the world. If you can't learn from someone like her, who can you? The other one I wanted to ask you about is uh, somebody we've worked with here on BT Sports, Martina Navratilova, been part of our team over the last uh, year or so, and she's now working with Agnieszka Radvanska. That's a, a fascinating combination, isn't it? I've got to say, I didn't see that one coming, but it is fascinating. And, you know, one of these days, I'd love to get by the side of the practice courts to see how they communicate with one another on the court, what Martina actually advises to Radvanska, because Radvanska is so skillful. She's great fun to watch. Martina Navratilova, also a very skillful player. And it'll be interesting to see how their relationship develops i remember uh, when we were in eastbourne i remember finals day uh, while i was doing my prep i looked over to to a practice court and there was martina and you going hammer and tongue on the court <laughs> sweating profusely what what does she still play like awesome she is absolutely awesome honestly i i was very fortunate over birmingham eastbourne um, Wimbledon to, to be able to hit with Martina because we were both playing in the Invitational Tournament at Wimbledon and I didn't realise how well she she still hit the ball you know I should have known better really she's an absolute legend and she loves her tennis but she hits the ball so sweet she times the ball perfectly I mean she could doubles anyway she could still be playing on You're the joking, main tour really? I think, you know, if you give her a good partner, she could still be competing against the best. Well, I used to say uh, John McEnroe and anybody as a doubles partnership. Imagine those two as a mixed doubles. Oh, there'll be a lethal combination. Uh, yeah, you're not getting past them at the net, that's for sure. Now, questions from our listeners at Tennis Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Brendan McMorrow asks, Anne, will Novak Djokovic win the French Open this year or will it be magic 10th title for Rafa Nadal? It's hard to bet against Rafael Nadal at the French Open, surely. I mean, Nadal, he's back, he's fit, he's healthy, he's motivated. If he can stay injury-free, I just think it's so hard to bet against him. It is, isn't it? Because the guys won nine French Opens. It's it's just ridiculous. Uh, Hold to Love says, will anybody new, male or female, win a single slam title this year? We've had... Marin Cilic win a title. Uh, we've had Stan Wawrinka win the Australian Open title. What, what do you think? Can you see somebody new breaking through again, men or women? I mean, to win a Grand Slam takes a huge amount of effort. But in the men's game, Kane Nishikori show, has shown us he's more than capable. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Full of uh, living with the top guys. Uh, and I think Grigor uh, Dimitrov is also one to watch this year. Uh, he showed lots of potential last year. We, you know, there's been so much chat about him. Surely it's his time to break through. And um, on the women's side, Simona Halep, uh, again, you know, lo- well, last year, I guess last year was only a few days ago. I still feel like in 2014, she she was able to show us what she was capable of. She impressed. The pressure didn't get to her as much as I thought it would do. She was able to keep her spot there in the uh, world's top five. Um, and, you know, who knows? We, we've seen uh, Anna Ivanovic playing some better tennis. Caroline Wozniacki too. But it's hard to bet against Serena Williams. It is, isn't it? 33 years of age now. God, dear. Imagine playing that well at 33 years of age. You should have seen me against Catherine in this match that we played at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, Anne, I was so terrible. I'm in my 40s, admittedly, but I couldn't move. <laughs> I've got no skill either. Uh, now, who else has got a question? Team Bouchard. You may not be surprised to hear that uh, Team Bouchard have a, a question about Eugenie Bouchard. Happy New Year, uh, they say. Do you think Jeannie Bouchard will win her first Grand Slam title in 2015? And I think if the answer isn't yes, we might have a problem. I would love to say yes, but I'm not so sure. With her coaching set up at the moment still up in the air, obviously she split from Nick Saviano at the end of last year. I, I don't know. And um, I, I happened to watch her match at the Hopman Cup today and it wasn't pretty. Really? Yep, she got smoked by Lucy Safarova. Oh dear. I think, you know, actually, you know, it's an interesting one, isn't it? That the second year, the breakthrough year that she had last year, we saw it with Sloane Stevens, didn't we? She didn't have things all her own way last year after the, the semi-final run at the Australian Open the year before. I mean, Eugenie Bouchard is a real ice queen and I really admire the way she handles herself on and off the court. Always looks very cool and calm for someone still so young. I think this year, though, will be really tough for her to back everything up. There's so much expectation. She's got a great game and she definitely has the potential to win a Grand Slam, but I'm not sure 2015 is the year for her. Now, we've mentioned Madison Keys. Joe Gagliardi wants to know if you think there are any young American men well, in fact, we, whether we think any young American men on the horizon could do some damage and a major, it's pretty slim pickings, isn't it, in all honesty? I think Jack Sock has played well, but he's badly injured at the moment, so he's out. I don't know. John Isner, maybe he could still have a run, but it's difficult to say. I really, I can't say I can answer that one. I mean, Jack Sock, Wimbledon Grand Slam doubles champion on the singles court, whether he's able to produce um, the big wins as he has done on the doubles court, who's to who's to know? I think that you're, the Americans probably have more hope in uh, in terms of their younger female players coming through than they do with their younger male players. At yeah, the moment. there is the one younger American uh, teenager, Stefan Kozlov, who's had some good results in the the uh, in the junior ranks, and uh, a lot is expected and hoped for him. And John McEnroe was actually on the tennis podcast a few weeks ago, referencing the fact that he's hugely talented, got great touch, but. Has he got the physicality? That's the other question mark about him. At Shepmeister says, concerns for Rafa, or have we been here before? That's what he wants to know. Do you think... I mean, it's true, what, isn't it? What was his Twitter name? It's good. It's a good one, isn't it? At Shepmeister. Hello, Shepmeister. Uh, we I like your. You said something else there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll say no more about that. Now, Rafael Nadal. It is always that question mark, isn't it? I mean, he he has had physical problems. He's barely played the last six months or so but and we saw him play Andy Murray a couple of days ago and lose six 
two six love, I think it was. But he's still capable, isn't he? You can't write Rafa Nadal off. Uh, I mean, he's had knee problems in the past. He's had all sorts of injuries. But when it comes to the clay court season, he tends to, he's able to to really turn it on. And you just can't write him off for that period during the season. Maybe the other times of the year, question marks. But during the clay court season, he he's definitely a contender. At Danielle wants to know, Anne, we talked about Sam Stoser earlier on and playing in the, the glare of the Australian public's gaze. What is it like? What is it like going out onto to court at your home slam and, and having all the eyes on you? Is, is, it, is it more nerve-wracking than, than other environments? Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. There's the added pressure you put on yourself and... You know, there's not just the expectation from everyone else, but I think a lot of tennis players often want to please other people, whether it's coach, family, friends, whatever. You you want to show your best tennis in front of your home crowd. And so, yeah, the, the pressure's there, and I guess some players deal with it better than others. They sure do. Now, I don't know what it's like. I haven't got a clue. I mean, I, I had a, I had two people and one of them was a cleaner watching me at the Royal Albert Hall the other week. And I didn't play very well. So maybe that put me off. Now, your big prediction for 2015. We'll get Anne's in a minute. We've got uh, M's Wackrow who says Murray, Andy Murray, will win another slam. And Halep will win her first major. That's not beyond the realms, isn't it? Nigel Sears, particularly on air last night during the BT Sports coverage, he was really vociferous about Simona Halep, a big believer. Yeah, she, you know, she's been one of my favourite players to watch over the past year, past two years. You know, she she has everything for someone of her size. She moves beautifully. She's, you know, she's got game and she's an exciting player to watch. And I think, yeah, she came close at the French Open last year. I don't see why she couldn't do it. She can't or won't do it this year somewhere along the lines. And Andy Murray, I think engagement could quite possibly be a good thing for him. Why? Well, you know, I'm engaged and I'm getting married. Maybe I should make a comeback on the tour because I'm a lot... No, not that I was miserable before, but I am a lot happier. Maybe, you know, Andy... I don't know. Your marriage affects people in different ways and, and perhaps that could be something that helps his tennis. Well, look at Roger Federer. He's got two sets of twins as well. Maybe that's the way to go. Crikey, how's he managed that? And maybe he's got a bit more support than most of us. Uh, Ewan McQueen says Nadal won't win the French Open. Disagrees with you, Anne. Says Djokovic has the game to beat Nadal in five sets on clay now more than ever because of Rafa's injuries. Mohamed Marikino says Nadal will win all four Grand Slam titles. All four! All four Grand Slams in one year for anybody. I, I can't see Nadal staying fit to do that, Anne. I could potentially see Novak Djokovic doing it. That would be some feat for Djokovic to, to do that. For any player to do that, would that would be an incredible achievement. I mean, for Nadal to do that, I, I strongly disagree. I think he must be a, a very big Rafael Nadal fan. I think so. I think so somehow. Bell Bumbles says, what a great handle that is, Bell Bumbles, says Azarenka will add to her Grand Slam tally. And, I mean, she's had a rough old ride, hasn't she? 24 matches is all she managed to play last year because of injury. But I read a, a, a long article, interview with her in the New York Times a couple of days ago. She seemed as though she's in a much better place than she was this time last year. 
Yeah, it seems uh, that way. I think for any player, when you've had a lengthy period out of the game, you find your hunger again. Uh, and she'll be dangerous because her rankings drop. She won't be seeded very high for a lot of these events coming up in over the next couple of weeks. Um, and I think she's hungry, r- raring to go and fit and healthy, most importantly. Absolutely. That's a big deal, isn't it? Briggy PJ says, Masha, Maria Sharapova will finally get a win over Serena Williams someday somewhere once she hasn't beaten her since she beat her at the 2004 Wimbledon final when she was 17 I mean you know and and credit to Sharapova she keeps plugging away doesn't she yeah she beat me at that tournament back in 2004 too but that's that was... what set her up you see <laughs> yeah you know she gained so much confidence for for kicking my butt in the second round and you know that took her all the way to win the tournament um but yeah you know, you'd hope for Maria Sharapova's sake that she will eventually get a win over Serena Williams before they both hang up their rackets um, in the near future um, at some stage. But, oh, you know, you've got to keep trying, right? Serena can be vulnerable on her days, but you just feel Serena has some kind of hold over Maria Sharapova. Once she steps out there on court and she knows she's playing Maria Sharapova, you you just feel like there are a few, there are a few extra gears. When you faced Sharapova in that 04 Wimbledon, did you know? Could you tell? My word, this player has got something special. Yeah, I mean, she she was good. She was much better than me on the day, that's for sure. But I was still gutted. I lost to a 17 year old. <laughs> Little did I know at the time how good she was going to be. Well, I always, I always thought she was going to be good, but I mean, as good as she has been and everything that she's achieved since then, quite incredible. And I lost to somebody a full foot shorter than me when I lost Shame to Catherine Whitaker. Shame on you. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? <laughs> now, uh, last couple of uh, predictions for the year of 2015 from you on at Tennis Podcast on Twitter. Alex J. Bull says Andy Murray will win the Australian Open and Wimbledon this year. My word, that's positivity. Uh, Emerald229 says Nadal won't win, a ra- uh, win at the French this year. Halep will win a slam. We've got... Uh, Paul, who says Kei Nishikori will win the US Open. Rafa won't win the French Open. Suddenly people are starting to doubt Rafael Nadal at the French Open. This is unusual. Serena Williams will win no slam either. My word, this is turning into a bit of a bit of a year, isn't it? Federer will win his 18th and announce that 2016 will be it. Ooh. Well, who's to know? Ah, Roger Federer, for me, in my mind, I feel like he's just going to keep going for the next five or ten years. Um, you know, he, he just seems like he enjoys it so much and the way he plays is so efficient, rarely injured. Um, and again, another player who's had an incredible career. Serena Williams not to win a slam this year? I doubt that. I, I feel there's definitely one or two in the bag for her. And again, she's another player who seems a lot happier with herself, a lot more comfortable as she gets older in her game um, and Nadal I really disagree with people doubting him when it comes to clay court events um, yes he's had knee troubles yes he's had all, whatever injuries but he's still Rafa Nadal and he, he's got something about him I like this one from Phil who says that Novak Djokovic will win Roland Garros and then retire because he'll have the lot and then he'll go into politics Oof, that's a big <laughs> call uh, <laughs> I doubt that very much I mean, if Roger Federer is still going, Djokovic has still got more than a few years in him. 
I think so too. I think Djokovic is going to force his way into the greatest of all time debate with the other two while they're all still active. How cool is that? Uh, now, the last two come from Matt Roberts, who says there will be three new Grand Slam winners in 2015. Nishikori at the US Open, Dimitrov at Wimbledon. And in fact, John McEnroe was saying that, that he thinks Dimitrov will be the next new Grand Slam champion at Wimbledon next year, or this year rather, uh, when he was on the show a few weeks ago. And Simona Halep will win the French Open. I think all of those are actually not beyond the realms, are they? Yeah, I think they're they're pretty good predictions. Um, all those players you just mentioned are more than capable this year. And um, it's going to be another exciting year for tennis, I feel. It is. And the final one, uh, Advantage Fed. Now, I wonder what this is going to be. Uh, actually, it just says that Rafa will win the Australian Open, but not the French Open. Murray will reach, reach the Wimbledon final, and there will be a US Open final. I like this. We've got to finish on a slightly strange note. The US Open final will feature Gael Monfils against Kane Shikori. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay to see that match. Yeah, I wonder whether he has a bet on that or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about that. But, you know, I'd love to see of all of that. I'd love to see Andy Murray in another Wimbledon final and, um, you know, perhaps win too. It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Now, we are going to be commentating all week long here at BT Sport on the Brisbane tournament, then the Sydney week the week afterwards. So we've got the coffee out, and because it's the middle of the night, isn't it? It's the middle of the night shifts, but it's great fun, isn't it? It, it is. You, know, you get to do something you enjoy and you get to watch tennis and, and chat about it. I mean, you know, if you, if you love the game, then, then I guess that's not such a bad gig, is it? It's not, and that's why we're talking to you on the Tennis Podcast. Thank you for listening, and Kyothavong, thank you for joining us. It's been great to have you with us, and uh, thank you for listening. We'll speak to you soon. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gays wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>